0: If you dare, Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. This is the Chicago CityCast with Danny Burke, presented by Bette Rivers. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. It is time for another edition of the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bette Rivers. Danny Burke, your host here as always. Thank you for being with me. On this Friday afternoon, we got a day game for the Cubbies that we'll briefly preview. Because again, most of you may be listening by the time first pitch has already gone off. But we do have a big game for the White Sox tonight. And I mean big in the sense of, well, I think there is a big betting opportunity in it. So we'll talk about them going out to the East Coast against the Bronx Bombers. Furthermore, Stanley Cup postseason action. I like these games better, right? Because we got a betting interest in the series and game by game with the Hurricanes and the Rangers. And then the Battle of Alberta with the Flames and the Oilers. So I'm looking forward to it. And we'll talk a little bit about the Mavs and the Warriors. I'll probably spend more time on that on rush hour tonight. But I'll give you a brief tease on uh which way I'm kind of leaning for that spot. Let's begin though really quick. Because again, this one starts at 120 with the Cubs and the Diamondbacks. It feels like it's been a little bit since the Cubs have had a weekday Day game, I don't know. It just seems like there were a lot more at the beginning of the year. But I guess that's how it goes sometimes. But nevertheless, uh, the Cubs failed to get the job done yesterday. They lose 3-1 to one to the Diamondbacks. Now, yesterday was, I feel like, a very good, I don't know, just a very good learning opportunity in a sense. Because we talked about it on this show. Talked about it with the two guests I had on Rush Hour last night. And the game was peculiar because, well, the Cubs were getting a ton of movement their way, right? We talked about it here, too, and I mentioned how they opened as a slight dog. And, well, they went up as high as, like, minus 125, despite Stroman coming back after a couple weeks off, despite going against one of the best pitchers in baseball at this moment in Zach Allen, and the Diamondbacks on a six-game losing streak. And you would think that would mean to fade them, but it's baseball. A team's kind of do after a while. So I, again, like, I get the angle for why you'd want to bet the Cubs, more importantly because of how bad the Diamondbacks have been and how bad they are offensively. I get that. Totally understood. I didn't want any part of it because of the unknown commodity in Marcus Stroman, but he did fairly well. We know that. The issue for the Cubs, of course, was, hey, can they get their bats going? And they couldn't. They only got it going for, what, one run or no runs when they first went against Gallon? And then, yeah, they didn't put any damage in him yesterday. Now, again, I could see the path to betting the Cubs in that game. I didn't necessarily agree with the huge steam, but I could see it. What I never really understood was the total going up. Remember we talked about this? It opened at 8 and went up to 9. I mean, the wind was barely blowing out. It was like 4 miles per hour. Compared to today, it's like over 20 miles per hour. That would make sense. But, again, you had two great pitchers, two not that great of offenses, especially with Arizona. And I just really didn't understand that movement to the over. But I kind of stayed away just because, hey, if there is some sharp money going their way, they're thinking something I'm not. But the lesson to be had is, yes, you always want to be paying attention to the market. But no, just because the market moves drastically in one way doesn't mean it's an automatic lock. But more often than not, yes, you want to find yourself on the same side as where the market's moving. But if you disagree, go with your gut. Go with what you believe you know. All right, There's no shame in doing that. But again, in some bets and for some bettors, such as myself, if I'm not completely convinced on the other side and the market's moving against me, then I'll be like, all right, maybe I stay off. But if I'm like, no, 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 I don't care what the market's saying. I have this much conviction in it. Then, hey, go with what your handicapping assessment is telling you. But again, I thought that was just kind of a good learning moment for maybe new bettors or bettors in general who want to you know, get a better understanding of the market. And again, look... It's baseball. There's always going to be these wonky games. I've been on the wrong side of infinite games at this point. It's absolutely unbelievable. But, you know, in a lot of them, I'm not fading the market. It's just baseball is wonky. It's a long season. And that was one of those interesting movements to where it was so drastic and notable that it's like, man, are the Cubs really the right bet here? Well, it turns out they weren't. That's sports betting for you. But again, something to be cognizant about. Uh, Just because it's going one way doesn't mean it's guaranteed. But again, the Cubbies get another crack at the Diamondbacks tonight. Hoping to break their two-game losing streak are the Cubbies. Um, We got Humberto Castellanos versus Kyle Hendricks. All right. The Cubbies open at Bet Rivers minus 135. Seems like the market was slightly moving against Hendricks in some spots. But Bet Rivers, at least, they moved up six cents to minus 141. Getting a little hometown love, naturally. Uh, The Diamondbacks, plus 120. Total is 11.5, folks. That is right. It opened at 11, went up to 11.5, under minus 118. Over is even money. Wind is blown out to left center, I believe, at 21 miles per hour. Yeah. And hey, well, we know Hendricks has been struggling. Um, Again, I'm not going to get too much into it, but both Castellanos and Hendricks are underlying stats like Sierra and Phipp, not too promising. Hendricks a little bit more so. And we know Hendricks could be due for a bad outing here. So I definitely, with a high total, you typically want to look at the underdog because there's a chance for a lot of runs, a lot of... um, random scoring opportunities that can happen so you typically go with the plus money in that situation if the total is moving down and it's a shorter total the money's typically going toward the favorite in that spot especially at home so uh yeah would not be betting the cubbies here would not be betting the over just because of the bad offenses but i definitely am not eager to bet the under but i am going to do something and look this is more For fun, if you're listening to this before the game starts, again, completely more so of just like, hey, I just want some midday action. It's not like I'm touting this as a huge bet, but I'm just doing it to go against the grain, right? Wind's blown out, 21 miles per hour. Both pitchers are kind of not that great. I'm just going to take a dabble on the no run in the first. Why not? Plus 117. Just give me a little action during the day heading into the weekend. A little bit of fun. A little bit of a uh, quick bet here to sweat out just for one inning. You know, might as well. But again, it's nothing that I'm, like, loving here. It's just more so, okay, plus money to the no, plus 117, going against the grain, the wind's blowing out, the pitchers aren't that good. Hey, who says they can't hold each other scoreless here, right? So, yeah, I don't know. It's just more of a for fun bet if you want to get something going. But maybe there will be an in-game spot if there's no runs a lot of the time, and then you could kind of get a better number and bet the over, and at some point maybe the bats do come alive with the wind blowing out. But like I said, nothing official. Day games just. Barely wanted to touch on it really quick. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Hendricks can do. What about the White Sox and the Yankees tonight? We will get into it with this one. Absolutely. Because our guy, Dallas Keichel, is taking the bump. And I don't mean our guy in a good way. I mean our guy in terms of, hey, I want to make money betting against you. Now, Keuchel has actually been a part of the, or the last two starts he has been involved with. They have been wins. One of them being against the Yankees. The other, I believe, was the Red Sox. And the White Sox are coming off a 7-4 win at Kansas City last night. Almost blew it again. They can never make it easy. The Yankees coming off a 9-6 loss at Baltimore, which would bode better for the Yankees, in my opinion, because now they're going to get up for this game against a solid team in the White Sox. Money line for this game. Open minus 190 to the Yanks. Well, guess what? Now they're minus 225. Chicago, plus 160 at the opener. Now they're plus 185. Total resides at 8.5. Shaded to the over, minus 122 at Bat Rivers. The under is plus 102. It also opened at 8.5. I could absolutely see this game featuring a lot of runs because you're getting both teams going against Southpaws. We know the White Sox love hitting lefties, and the Yankees specifically love hitting lefties at their home ballpark. So this one, again, I think could feature a lot of runs, but also it features, in my mind, a benefit for betting the Yankees and Nestor Cortez as opposed to Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox. Look, Dallas Keuchel saying, oh, I shouldn't be taken out of these games. You know, I'm looking good, blah, blah, blah. Bro, the analytics show that, like La Russa, the dinosaur was saying, that by what, the fifth inning, he starts becoming really bad or really poor? Yeah, I mean, look, Keuchel... I think these past two starts, and it's funny because I keep asking my friends who are White Sox fans, and I'm like, hey, you know, Keiko's looking decent out there these last two starts. And they're just like, ah, I don't know, man, because it just feels like an aberration of what we've seen from Keiko the last couple of starts. I mean, even in that game against the Red Sox, I think he gave up like eight hits, but yet he didn't really give up too many runs. So again, the regression seems imminent at this point, and the stats will tell you that as well. He's 2-3 with a 5.54 ERA, 5.10 FIP, red flag, 351 BABIP. Yeah, he could be getting unlucky. Maybe his defenders aren't helping too much. 1.96 WHIP. Okay, maybe it is Keichel's fault. 5.06 Sierra. Yes, it is Dallas Keichel's fault. Look. Dallas Keuchel just doesn't have the stuff and he really hasn't ever since he's been a part of the Sox. I'm not saying that he can't go out there and throw a good game every now and then, but considering the last two were solid, considering his last start was against the Yankees, held him scoreless which is four hits, only three strikeouts and five innings pitch and the White Sox did win three to two. I think the Yankees are going to be chomping at the bit to get at Mr. Dallas Keuchel tonight, where he is 11.57 ERA-wise on the road, 455 Woba, FIP. The dude is due to get blown up. And what better spot to have it be at than at Yankee Stadium? The Yankees eager to get a win after the loss against the lowly Orioles, eager to get over Keuchel, a guy who shut him out the last time they played, I got to go with the Yankees here. And we haven't even gotten into Nestor Cortez, the Southpaw. I haven't even handicapped him, and I'm liking fading the White Sox here. Cortez has been a stud this season. Okay. He also just played against the White Sox himself. The dude went eight innings pitched, only allowed three hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts. The Yankees won that game five to one overall for Cortez, two and one. ERA, 2.45 FIP, 227 BABIP, 0.85 WIP, and a 2.73 Sierra. All tremendous numbers. Hey, even better at home. One flat ERA. 166 weighted on base average. 216 fit. The dude is dominating. I think the one time I bet him, you know what happened. He probably lost, but I think he owes me here. So I'm going to be betting the Yankees in this spot. Now hold up because you might be going, well, Danny, if there's a time for the White Sox to beat the Yankees, don't you think it would be the White Sox facing a southpaw? You're not wrong. I Don't disagree with you because the White Sox do have the third best batting average versus Southpaws, 258. Seventh in OPS versus lefties, 737. Fifth in batting average of balls in play, 306. Sixth in WOBA, 328. And a weighted runs created plus of 120, which is fourth best in the majors. I get it. I get it. The White Sox love hitting them lefties. But what about the Yankees? Can the Yankees compete with the dominance against Southpaws? Well, the Yankees got a batting average against lefties of 238. It's 11th best in the majors. But then they come back and they get you with being the 4th best in OPS versus Southpawn, 742. Then BABIP-wise, eh, maybe they're getting unlucky. It's 276, 18. But then Woba, 327, 7th best, and they are 5th in weighted runs created plus at 119, right below the White Sox. And at home, get a load of this, they have the 3rd best OPS for Southpaws, 817 at home against lefties. 3rd best Woba at home against lefties, 358, and 2nd best WRC plus at 141. So the Yankees love hitting those southpaws at their home confines. And what's good news if you want to bet the Yankees, they do have the best bullpen ERA in the majors, 2.66, and a fantastic whip of 1.14. The White Sox bullpen ERA now resides at 4.05 and a whip of 1.34. Now, naturally, we know the Yankees, big favorite, about minus 225. We have gotten screwed by the run line before. Again, you know, I will say it even though it's hard to believe for myself right now. More often than not, if you're going to win, you're going to cover the run line. And if there's a chance for the Yankees to do so, it should be against Dallas Keuchel. Now, you could lay the money line. Hey, if that's your prerogative, go for it. I'm not going to tell you not to. If you want to go with the run line, minus 105 seems to be the best number out there in Illinois. At Bed Rivers, you could also mess with the little slider for the run line and get the Yankees minus one but you're still laying about minus 159 to do so. But it gives you that extra security in case they do end up winning by one. Now, look, I, I do like the total going over in this game. I think there's an absolutely great chance of that occurring because, hey, maybe the White Sox can get the Cortez the second time around. He is a lefty. But the White Sox, you know, them on the road, I don't know, I just... I don't have that much confidence in them offensively, especially against good teams, right? And and many White Sox fans will tell you the same thing. I mean, just looking at their road numbers right now. Let's see, they're sixteenth in weighted runs created plus just on the road at ninety four. They got a two forty three batting average, they got an OPS of six fifty eight. Um, they got a BABIP of 288 and a Woba of 294. So, again, this team's not hitting that well on the road. At home, let's see, verse, um, or for the Yankees, excuse me. Let's see how the Yankees' numbers are at home. Well, of course, they're tremendous. They got a weighted runs created plus, that's third best at 126. Their Woba at home. Is fifth best, 337. They got a BABIP of 281, OPS of 765, batting average of 246. Look, the Yankees should get the win here. In my opinion, it's just by a matter of how much. Can Dallas Keuchel hold on? Do you want to be betting on Keuchel financially and sweating out every slow pitch and missed pitch that he's got out there? Hell no. Give me the Yankees. Money line, run line, whatever it is, I'm all on the Yankees tonight. Can't trust Keuchel. Got to trust the Yankees looking to start the series off hot, looking to get the Keuchel after they failed to last time. So that's my uh, my other Chicago baseball play today. Again, that's more so at night. And this is actually more of an official one, unlike the one we're kind of just doing for fun. But um, look, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are the superior team. And no, if the White Sox dominated against Cortez, it wouldn't surprise me. It it would just be like, finally, this team is here. They're hitting against a lefty, against a good team on the road. But I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. Well, of course you could see that coming because the White Sox do particularly well against Southpaws. I just don't want to bank on that happening tonight. Instead, I will bank on trusting the superior team in New York. So that's my that's my angle for the White Sox Yankees game. Sorry, Sox fans, but you gotta know it's tough to trust Keichel in this spot and in general. Let me know if you disagree and why at Danny Burke Five on Twitter. Alrighty, brief break here. Coming back, couple hockey games tonight, and a brief tease of the NBA Western Conference Finals action with Golden State and Dallas. Stick around, we'll talk about that next right here on the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every single Saturday throughout the entire season. Place a three-leg, same-game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to help you make your perfect combination. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com com not valid for any participant of the illinois gaming board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program must be 21 years of age or older if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER it's 1-800-426-2537 all righty let's get things kicked off in part two of this friday edition of the chicago city cast talking a little bit of stanley cup postseason action rangers Hurricanes, how are we betting this? 2-1, Carolina won. They scored with what, like two minutes left in regulation and then striped one in at overtime off the deflection. Hey, we'll take it any way we can get it. But how the hell do you look to handicap this one tonight? Carolina opened as a big favorite, which again is not shocking to see. Minus 190, at least if you look at VEASAN. Let me let me see at Bet BetRivers specifically what they opened at. But a lot of people you'll hear, or at least a lot of people I've listened to, going on other shows, on Vison and just kind of like on Twitter, people people want to fade Carolina here. I mean, they think they got a little bit of puck luck, and hey, they may not be wrong, but at the end of the day, to me, yeah, you could have that luck, but a lot of times the luck prevails with the better team. And we know our preconceived notion before the series of who we liked so no way in hell I'm going to be looking to bet the Rangers here. I think Carolina's the better team. I think Ronta can be as good as Shesterkin. I don't think the offense for the Rangers is as good as Carolina can be. And I think the home ice advantage is tremendous for Carolina. I'm not going to bet them necessarily because I'm just going to sweat out the series price or the series bet that we had. And the price is just too high for this game. But I'm definitely not trusting the Rangers. At what indication have the Rangers given you that you can trust them from last series to this series? Game one, they just showed you they couldn't hold the lead. So no chance. No. When they go back home, yeah, maybe if you want to have that conversation. But not here. I'm not trusting the Rangers in any capacity. You can make them plus 170. I don't want to take them. And again, I'm not saying I'm laying with Carolina, but it's going to be nothing for me. I'm going to be rooting for the Hurricanes. Yeah, they opened about -189 at Bet Rivers. They're now about -170. So yeah, the Rangers getting a little bit of love. So what? I still think the Hurricanes are the better team. I mean, sorry, they're down to -167 now. Plus 145 for New York. But but look, I I think the angle in this game and it seems easy to say, but it's got to be betting the under, right? 2 to 1 the first game. And you could go, well, that doesn't mean you automatically play the next game under. And you're right. But doesn't this series kind of have the feeling of like the Flames and Stars series to where it's just going to be under, under, under. And I feel like game two, you still have an opportunity to take advantage of it before it really adjusts. Now, I don't think it would go to like four and a half, but like five. Yeah, that could happen. I think this is one of the... Not the last chance, but if this goes under again, there's a really good chance that this is going to be the last good opportunity you have, so to speak, unless they just keep putting it at five and a half. But I don't know. I think this is one of those spots to where, you know, we could go in all the stats, everything, but it just feels like this is going to be a very tightly contested game, series, everything, with not a lot of offense potentially. Unless Ranta somehow just gets rocked or Shisterkin has one of those bad games he had in round one. But based on what we saw in game one, folks, I'm not counting on it too much. So I'll probably get involved in the under here at five and a half. Minus 115 is the price at Bat Rivers. Some other spots had minus 110. Either way, I'm fine with it. But let's go into the stats just a little bit more. Just out of curiosity for game one. Just looking at the shot attempts and the saves and all that. Well, we know how many they saved, but you get what I'm saying. Um... So yeah, two to one. Hurricanes won. The Rangers had 28 shots on goal. The Hurricanes had 26. Again, not a lot of shots on goal. All right, they're not getting a lot of action. The Hurricanes did out-hit the Rangers, 40 to 31, and they won more face-offs, 29 to 20. Both had one power play. Both failed to score on the power play. The Hurricanes had 19 giveaways, not great, and that led to the first goal. So look, if the Hurricanes can play a clean game, not turn over the puck, keep out-shooting them. Or not out-shooting them. They didn't out-shoot them. But keep winning faceoffs, which you would think could lead to more opportunities with the shots. Carolina, to me, is still the right side. I Like, Ronta, you know, obviously you'd prefer to have Frederick Anderson. But if Ronta can play sufficiently enough like he did in Game 1 you know, we'll take that nine times out of ten as Carolina Hurricanes backers. Absolutely, unless the game ends one nothing. But look, you need your offense to come through. But Shosturkin is a great enough goalie, and he's proven that throughout the course of the season to limit any offense. And I'm going to bank on that happening again, and I'm going to probably bet the under 5.5 for this game. That'll probably be a release for Danny's Dimes on rush hour. But no side taken, but will strongly be rooting for the side of Carolina. What about the Flames? What can we have to look forward to for the Battle of Alberta? My goodness! Considered the over, didn't take it, took the Flames instead, still won. But uh, yeah, the over would have been sweat-free to say the least. 9-6, I think it tied the highest-scoring postseason game in Stanley Cup playoff history. Looking at the stats for this matchup, Calgary had 48 shots on goal. Man, I had all the stats written out for their shots on goal prop. It was like 38 and a half. Yep, they breezed over that. 28 only for Edmonton, yet they scored six goals. You gotta think Markstrom can perform a little bit better. I mean, Mike Smith, he's slated to start once again, even though he got pulled. But Markstrom, just be like a, just have a normal performance against the Oilers. I don't know what it is. We talked about it. I mean, he kind of struggled against them in the regular season too. Oilers outhit him 23 to 22. Oilers won 39 faceoffs. The Flames won 35. Four power play opportunities for the Oilers. Calgary stopped them on all of them. Yet they still scored six goals. Uh, the Flames had three power play opportunities. They capitalized on one of them let's see takeaways oh my okay so giveaways the Oilers had 20 giveaways only eight for the Flames big discrepancy there I'm tempted to look at Calgary again I'm not gonna lie how could you not be I mean a lot of people are saying that Calgary or not Calgary Edmonton played one of their better games yet they still fell short and gave up nine goals now, Calgary open minus 185 at bet Rivers, Edmonton plus 150. So again, we're seeing a situation here where the underdogs getting a little bit of love because Calgary is minus 177. The Oilers are plus 150. So, well, it's it hasn't moved too much for Edmonton, I guess, but you have seen the movement at least on the side of Calgary come down a tad bit. Total at 6.5. The juice is on the over. Open minus 123. Now it's about minus 125 or so. Puck line with Calgary, plus 135. If you want to take the puck and a hook with Edmonton, it's minus 159. Look, again, I like Calgary in the series. We're sweating him out. I just don't think you can trust Mike Smith in a banged-up dry sidle and just a bad defense out of Edmonton whatsoever. Now, again, Markstrom was horrid. No one's denying that. But if there's a goalie to figure it out at home, I would trust Markstrom here. I mean... Look, this is his spot to figure it out. He's probably not going to figure it out in Edmonton. Edmonton's probably not going to get a great game out of Mike Smith on the road here. So that's what I'm saying. If you got to trust one or the other for the goalies, it's got to be Markstrom over Smith. And that gives the advantage to Calgary in this game. So I would probably consider the puck line plus 135. I think some shops have this money line actually as low as, let me see... And eh, 169 is the lowest I've seen. So, eh, you know, again, I think you're probably safe with the puck line if you don't want to lay it, being the money line that high of a price. But I think you're fine either way. Empty netter should get you there, hopefully. Or just Mike Smith being Mike Smith. But, yeah, uh, no interest with the total. <laughs> I mean, it seems easy to say over, but, yeah, I don't really want don't want to back that one as much. No, thank you. But looking at betting Calgary, looking at betting the under for the Hurricanes and the Rangers. That's what we got for hockey. As for basketball, tonight, Warriors now up to a six-point favorite after their beatdown of the Mavericks. Warriors also minus 245 on the money line. Mavericks 2-1, to one, totals at 214. This is a tough game to handicap. Because now you're really going to find out how this series goes. Is Golden State winning at home just one of those things? Or is Dallas finally gassed out and doesn't have enough depth to limit Golden State? I'd kind of like to bet the total going over. It opened 214. Some spots have it 214 and a half. I'd rather do that than lay the six or take the six. I want to see what some of these props will get really quick. Andrew Wiggins, because we cashed in on that last time. It's probably been adjusted a little bit. Yeah, 16 and a half. We took 15 and a half. He went over. Now it's 16 and a half with juice to the over. And you can bet a Reggie Bullock, Draymond Green prop bet again. Bullock outscored him 12 to 10. It was minus 127 the last game. Now it's minus 122. Interesting. But yeah, if I get some more props involved, like I said, I'll discuss it on rush hour. Nothing, nothing as of this moment. Maybe I'll bet the over though. It opened 214 went up to like 214 and a half. Last game 112 to 87, the Mavericks didn't get you there, that's for sure. But you got to imagine they're not going to shoot as poorly, but you can envision Golden State doing the same thing offensively. I want to look at the field goal percentage really quick. Um 31 of 86 from the floor for the Mavericks. They shot 36%. The Warriors shot 56%, 46 of 82. Mavericks took 48 three-point shots, only knocked down 11 of them, 23%. 34.5% for the Warriors, who went 10-29. Box score-wise, Luka was relatively limited to just, yeah, I mean, more than relatively. He had 20 points. He was minus 30. I thought he had a little bit more than that. My bad. Dinwiddie had 17. Brunson had 14. Bullock had 12. Green had 10, like we said. Wiggins had 19. Steph Curry had 21. Thompson had 15, Poole had 19 off the bench. Otto Porter Jr. even got in the double digits with 10. Everyone in the starting lineup, Kevon Looney dropping 10. How about that? I think, hmm, well, let's see what actually the Warriors team total is for this game. It's probably going to be at like 112 and a half, right? If I can find it. Eh, maybe it's not up right now. Yeah, I don't think it's up. but It'll probably be around there, considering it's virtually the same total as last game. And that's what the Warriors ended up with last time. Definitely going to be in that region. But we'll see. Uh, I'm not really loving anything in that game. Again, I'll probably try to get into some props by the time I get to rush hour, which you can catch Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time on the Marquee Sports Network on vsin.com. Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, or YouTube TV, and iHeartRadio. So, wherever you get your podcasts available. Let me know what you're playing, especially for this Warriors Mavericks game at Danny Burke 5 or dburke at You can email me. I'm curious to pick your guys' brains about it because I'm not in love with it. Again, we'll probably seek out a prop type of angle, maybe look at the over. We'll see. In game betting is always your friend. Um, Yeah, hockey, though, leaning under, Hurricanes, Rangers, good goalies, lack of offense. That's what we're banking on. We're also banking on Mike Smith to not be a good goalie. And for Markstrom to figure it out, looking to bet the Flames in some capacity, as are we looking to fade Dallas Keuchel in some capacity. So give me the Yankees. We'll have more bets, more action, more insight Tonight on Rush Hour. Check it out, folks. But thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Best of luck with all your plays. And we'll catch up again on Monday. Until then, folks, take care.